today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. What is happening with our small businesses as we see uh, a transition from COVID-19 uh, relief funds to recovery funds? Uh, how are they faring? Let's bring in Ryan Malau, Director of Provincial Affairs for Ontario Canadian Federation of Independent Business and is with us now. Ryan, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well. I'm, uh, I'm getting by. I'm getting by. So what about uh, what about small business uh, in this province? Are, are we seeing any help? Is what the our politicians are telling us, is this helping small businesses in any way? So I think right now with the, the announcement from the Prime Minister and the Finance Minister last week, in addition with uh, what Premier Ford was hinting around the, the $300 million uh, uh, fund that Ontario is putting together, we're hearing a lot of the right things for small business, but fact of the matter is these businesses in the hospitality sector, gyms, cinemas, bingo halls, they've all been closed down since Friday, and all of this help is stuff that's coming, not stuff that's here. Any idea how long that will take? Uh, rent relief uh, extension, $300 million to aid, as you said, the hospitality and restaurant business. By the time the, the rubber hits the road here, when, when are we looking? I mean, on the rent relief side, we're expecting that that's probably going to open up in November, um, which creates the extra complication now that landlords are out, which is a good thing. Money will go directly to tenants. But in the old system with landlords in, eviction protection was baked into the program. Ontario's eviction protection expires October 30th. Um, so that's something that we're looking to from the premier to signal sooner rather than later to make sure that the business won't be evicted before they're able to access those funds. Uh, obviously, uh, dealing with a pandemic is one thing, and then one that is very fluid is another. Uh, how difficult is it to manage through all of this, even with restrictions and allowing some places to open outside of of, of hot spots? We're, we're still talking, uh, you know, very, very, very uh, well. Probably no profit at all, uh, just survival at this stage. Yeah, it's extremely difficult, and we seem to have fallen into this. Uh, pattern during the pandemic where if it's good news, we get an announcement on it, but it takes weeks to roll out. Uh, and if it's bad news, things become very abrupt. For example, these restaurants in Toronto, Ottawa, and Peel were shut down about nine hours uh, after the announcement was made, which is not a lot of time to adjust. And even in those regions uh, where, it, where they aren't closed down, outside of the hotspots, we are already hearing from business owners that there's already a lot of mass confusion among the public. Uh, in fact, in London, Ontario, we had a business owner who uh, had canceled reservations over the weekend. And when they called to double check with the, the uh, patron, they told them that they thought they were closed down under the new order. So it's a, right. a lot of confusion and a lot of waiting through for consumers and businesses alike. So will this be enough to keep uh, businesses alive uh, through, for example, a closing of dining rooms for 28 days? So that's going to be the big question. I mean, the, the big program coming out is the rental assistance one. And for businesses that are completely shut down, uh, you could look up to up to 90% uh, of your rent covered. That's a really good number. But the question for restaurants is going to be, what does completely shut down mean? If they're still able to offer takeout or a patio as the, the weather holds off for a little bit, or you know perhaps a, a space heater outside during the winter, um, will that then uh, make them no longer eligible for that 90%? So there, there are still a lot of questions around what the definitions of these programs are going to be, what the premier intends to do with that $300 million. Uh, if things get rolled out quickly, if they're easy to use and easy to access, um, odds are that most businesses will be able to, to weather a short-term lockdown. Um, if this lockdown gets bigger or expands or goes on for a longer period of time, 
um, then realistically you're looking at a lot of your favorite spots are going to be forced to close their doors for good. Uh, obviously, until a vaccine is is readily available to everyone, which they're talking now mid part of, of next year, uh, before everyone has access to it, you know we've still still got a a long way to go for these for these businesses. What about even between now and the holiday season? The now uh, we've ser- certainly saw what happened with Thanksgiving and how everybody had to shrink. Uh, what they were doing very similar to Easter. Uh, the hospitality industry obviously flourishes during the holidays as we lead up to Christmas, where there's parties and all kinds of of situations like this. Um, what about between now and Christmas? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough pill for a lot of businesses to swallow. It's big for hospitality. It's huge for retailers, too. Uh, and I would warn that if a retailer can't make it through November, December, which are usually their best months of the year, January, February are going to look exceptionally bleak on their end. Um, but it, it really underscores the, the importance of uh, really bearing down as a consumer and supporting local if you can. Like, I know it's, it's Amazon Prime Day today and then tomorrow, I believe. And, like, I know mm. for a lot of people those deals are, are going to look awfully tempting, but your local businesses need you. Amazon does not pay tax dollars in your jurisdiction. Um, they don't keep the roads built or your schools up. Your local businesses do, um, and they absolutely need your support. <sighs> Are we changing our tune when it comes to buying local? We have certainly heard that mantra since this COVID-19 virus started. Um, Is it making people look inward when they are making purchases? I think it is to some extent. I think we're certainly seeing the the, uh, support for the idea of buying local uh, become very strong. Um, But fact of the matter is we're in month seven now, I think, of this pandemic. And uh, only 28% of businesses across Ontario are back to their normal revenue levels. Um, it's, it's tough for a business owner, it's tough for a consumer to hear, go shop local, followed immediately by only leave your house for essential trips. Um, it's, it's conflicting information there. And that's, that's where a lot of businesses are really struggling is making sure customers know it's safe to come out and shop at, and, and patronize their, their places of business. So, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, the possibility of a, of a vaccination late spring, early summer. This is over a year by the time things will be back to normal. Uh, obviously, it's, it's been said that many, many will not survive. How does this change the landscape? Uh, you know, what's it going to look like a year from now? So, I mean, that's, that's the, the big question, right, is what does this look like from a year from now? Are we going to see the same business models being successful? Will restaurants be more takeout-oriented than indoor dining as sort of a permanent measure? Uh, shopping habits, will they ever come back from, from going online? And I think the bottom line is, you know, when you go out into your community and, you know, walk down your main street, that street is not what it is without its local businesses. And if those get boarded up and closed down, you're losing a lot more than just the business owner's income or the employee's income. You really are losing a part of your community and a part of your neighborhood soul. What about lessons learned through COVID nineteen? You know, we saw everybody in in you know switch uh, from from even working uh, at a place of business to working remotely. And really, the technology has been around for years, but now all of a sudden, it's a way of life for a lot of people. What about lessons learned with small businesses? Are there things that that have changed that will stay the same through this? So I think there are some things like some sanitation practices and making sure that, you know, your, your customers know what you're doing to keep your place of business safe is important. But I think a lot of it is going to be very reactionary, too. For example, you know, 
working from home works really well for the office towers and our downtown cores, but not so well for a restaurant where you really have to be in there. And then, of course, the byproduct of working from home is we've really hollowed out our downtown cores. So businesses that rely on, say, the lunchtime rush are now seeing maybe a tenth of the customer level uh, that they had. And now they're going to be looking and saying, you know, is is opening up a restaurant beside an office tower viable if that office tower is never going to be at more than 20% capacity? How much discussion is there about what industry will be there, what industry won't? Is it just a case of the strong will survive, or are are there portions of an industry we will see disappear? I think it's a little bit of both. I think you look at businesses that have gotten creative and resilient. I mean, I heard this morning from a restaurateur who kind of uh, shifted to offering meals and groceries. We've seen a lot of a lot of restaurants uh, offer up their favorite dishes and sort of breaking out the recipes uh, for customers. And I think we'll see a lot more of that sort of innovation taking place. Um, but I also think that there are going to be, you know, some kinds of businesses, those ones that are really crowd reliant, the the packed diner, the uh, even things like gyms and working out, those class oriented sessions what are they going to look like when they come back? Will they ever be as big as they were before? And I think you'll have a lot of people reassessing their business models going down the road just in case something like this happens again and it'll sort of always be there in the back of their mind. Yeah, you know, the dining room, just one part of the restaurant per se. Uh, That being said, when things do return to normal, whatever that new normal is, will those businesses and restaurants be packed? Or are what we're seeing now that, you know, people largely responsible for the second wave, people getting back out and enjoying themselves? So is it going to be as soon as you open that door, boom, they're going to be there and and they're going to be so anxious to get out because they've been uh, held captive for, uh, for so long? I mean, I think for a lot of businesses, that was the hope. We certainly saw some of that play out over the summer. Um, I, I can speak from experience. Uh, hairdresser was my first stop when that was open. Yeah. I think a lot of people were stuck inside for months, and, and they saw a bit of a boom in that industry. Um, but I think in a lot of cases, too, you're going to have a lot of people being cautious. I mean, for all, the, for all the talk about a vaccine, I think it'll probably be a while. Some people will maybe wait and see, you know, what that looks like. Is it effective? Should I go get it? There'll be some questions around that with with public health too. And I think you'll see a, a more cautious, measured and steady uh, reopening as opposed to a, a big boom at the outset. Ryan Mullow has been with us, Director of Provincial Affairs for Ontario, the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, trying to survive uh, COVID-19 and, of course, shop local whenever you can and help those uh, that are uh, in, uh, in tough situation right now. Ryan, thanks for the time. Be well. Thanks. You too. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.